live from the Checkpoint XP studios. He's about to pull off oh. the Alamo. He's unbelievable. Nico is on fire. Oh my goodness, how does he do this? On radio's number one show for esports and competition, Checkpoint XP Radio, a Beasley esports product. Welcome to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're listening to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and the only member of Checkpoint XP to spend too much time watching Call of Duty Bunker 11 videos on YouTube this weekend. Me. James Campbell. Have you gotten into Bunker 11? I have not. You haven't but I'm yet? I'm obsessed with it. it. I have to find a crew to help me break into this you, bunker. You can't just do it yourself? I probably could, but it's I need, I need help. I'm not that good at Warzone, okay? <laughs> do you think that you're going to lose all interest the moment you get in? Like, this is just a pent-up thing, and as soon as you get there, it's going to be like, ah, this is lame. Probably, like, oh, that's all? I got a couple <laughs> blueprints? I got a couple blueprints, and I can, I can look at the nuke? You're going to get in there, it's already been, like, raided. Everybody's already talking all the good stuff. Yeah, it'd be story of my life. Yeah. The most viewed game on Twitch is finally launched out of beta. We'll talk about why Valorant's launch week was looking weak. But first, over the past year, all streaming platforms have seen some significant growth. Well, all platforms except for one. Live streaming platforms have seen some huge growth over the past year. And with the recent COVID-19 pandemic forcing so many people to stay indoors, the last couple months have really helped boost those numbers. However, there's one streaming platform that barely saw any kind of growth. Robbie. Which streaming service is nobody using? Yeah, so this uh, article and, and these numbers actually came out of uh, Forbes.com where they looked at the amount of hours watched on both uh, Facebook gaming, YouTube gaming, uh, Mixer, and Twitch. And then they looked at how much, how many viewers uh, or how many hours were watched this year as well, specifically in April. And it was staggering. Twitch saw an increase of 90 8%, which doesn't seem like a lot, but they actually probably had the most in hours watched. 750 million to almost 1,500 billion. 1.5 billion. And uh, YouTube gaming saw a 65% increase. Facebook gaming, a 238% increase. They're the big winners, not going to lie. And, and well, I mean, they went from 86 million to 291 million. So they're still lagging behind both Twitch and YouTube. But Mixer went from 37.04 million hours watched to 37.1 million. They saw a 0.2% increase. So barely, wah, barely wah. even a budge of the needle there. Not even half a percent. Wow. They saw a fifth of a percent in their increase, and they were the ones that signed Ninja. Y- yeah. They I, signed Ninja. I think this is like a... Because a lot of people have been calling that Mixer has been a, a mistake for a while now, right? Like, this is not a I new mean, conversation. I don't know that it's a mistake. They just don't know how to market. They don't know how to get people there. But Either it, streamers or viewers, apparently. I think it's starting to get to the point, though, where it is becoming a conversation about, like, uh, what's going to happen here? Because if everybody else is seeing this kind of growth and they were already so far behind on so many other people, right? Like, how much longer is Microsoft going to be dumping money into all something right, well, like that? Well, first of all, it's Microsoft, so they they have as much money as they need to. And we don't know how much money they put into it compared to how much money they get out of it. So, I mean, they could just continue to go for who knows how long, but they definitely need something to spur it on, right? Twitch is the place it is the place to go. That is the gamer place to go. They don't have to worry about anything as is seen by their numbers. When it comes to YouTube gaming, which by the way was disbanded last year, yep. and yet they still saw 65% increase in their growth. And then when it comes to Facebook, the reason that Facebook saw such a big uptick is everybody's 
on Facebook anyway. Yes. But I thought they got rid of Facebook gaming as well, too. They that did. still exists? Or? Yeah. Well, basically, I think the way that they're doing this is Facebook gaming, the way that it was branded is like the gaming side. Yeah. They just got rid of that. Now the gaming stuff just exists it's just on Facebook. Because I've yes. noticed since the pandemic came in, there's a lot more things popping up on my Facebook page. Like, come watch this guy play Warzone. Yep. Come watch this guy play Realm Royale. Yes. Come watch this guy. See, before you would specifically have to go to YouTube gaming. Yeah. Right? But it was probably, it's probably the same sort of problem that Mixer's having right now. They were. It was a hard time getting people to come there. When you just put it on YouTube, now you can make the algorithm work for you. I think it's going to be the the biggest thing uh, to watch at the end of COVID nineteen is where do these numbers go after well, that? Right, because obviously COVID did help when you're comparing, you know, April two thousand nineteen to April twenty twenty. But we still saw a ton of growth. However, without quarantine, would Mixer have seen any growth at all? Yeah, that's, I mean, you could have even seen some of a, a bit of a drop with other people mm-hmm. switching to other platforms. Oh, that's terrible because, I mean, th- some of the biggest news from last year was Ninja being signed by Mixer. Yeah, right? Stealing deal. away from Twitch. Yes. It was supposed to be this huge coup and if we don't take the COVID pandemic and the quarantine into account and they didn't see any growth for it, what was the point? I don't know. Because there were parties on Twitter the Twitch is over party. Twitch yeah. is gone. Yep. Ninja left. He's on Mixer. Mixer's the next big thing. Everybody's telling me I need to pack up my bags. I need to move over to Mixer <laughs> as well, but I'm so glad that yeah. I didn't. Well, you know what one of the problems might be? Ninja himself. I don't think that he cares as much about what he's doing for Mixer as what Mixer can do from him. Listen to this clip about him saying that views don't matter. I don't care about my, my viewers on Mixer, man. Like, And when I mean my viewers, like the number. So many people... It's their number one roast. It's their number one way to go, man. I mean, both times, like, Turner's trying to insult me, man. He's talking about how, like, I need clout. My views are going down. Taking taking pictures of my of my freaking, you know, of, of the lowest that my stream numbers are every day. And, like, dude, I'm still pulling on Twitter and on Instagram and on TikTok millions of views. Millions of views of video. When I upload Fortnite to YouTube, I get millions of views. Like, Does it sound like he's about to cry to anybody else? This is the part. I'm doing just fine, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> who's, he, who's he trying to convince? Uh, okay, buddy. No, 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 granted, Ninja is doing just fine. He has more money than he's ever going to need. He could retire now, and he could be fine, and his name does carry enough that he can get all the deals that he wants to, but he's definitely out of his prime. All right, we're going to talk more about Mixer and Ninja um, in just a little bit. Maybe we'll even find out if there's a clear winner in the streamer wars. But now, it's time for our Close Shave of the Week. Time is up! Oh my god! Checkpoint XP's Close Shave. Watch it at CheckpointXP.com. Defense of the Ancients 2, or Dota 2, is currently being dominated by Team Secret, as they again took a clean sweep in the finals at this weekend's ESL 1 Birmingham Online 2020. While they didn't have a perfect tournament this time around, they are still in no position to be passing off the torch quite yet when it comes to any other team they are competing against. Here's a clip from the second game, and the only one that was even competitive during the showdown. Yep, and it looks like they will still get at least the ranked racks and the melee racks here. Maybe go to top? No, still pressure. All right, let's go. There's going to be the Abyssal Blade. Oh my goodness, brought down almost instantaneously, but Brown gets saved by Kezu not for long enough. That's the dieback. Ogre goes down. They are trying to end it. It's the tier four. It's dead. Yawar, right click after right click into this throne. The ulti, the GGs, and Quincy crew. A slow-paced farm fest for about 20 minutes, but Yawar on the troll 
He makes it work. All right, a fun little stat there. Secret managed to garner exactly 31 kills in each of the three games of the finals, while their opponent, Alliance, accumulated just 32 kills over the entire series. Woof. Yikes. Remember, if you ever miss a close shave of the week, you can find them posted over at CheckpointXP.com. Never miss anything again. No way. Stay on top of your game by heading to CheckpointXP.com to get in the game. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. We were just talking about how Mixer saw little to no growth during a period when competing streaming platforms saw huge amounts of growth. So now, do we have a clear winner in the streamer wars? (laughs) Well, we have a clear loser, and I think that that's Mixer. But the question that I have for you guys is, who do you think was was the 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 victor here when it comes to between Mixer and Ninja cuz eventually his contract's going to be up yeah. and then he'll have to decide do I sign again with Mixer or do I go elsewhere so my question to you as both Ninja and as Mixer do you want to re up because I don't think honestly if I'm Mixer and I'm looking at these numbers and hearing what he's saying in regards I don't care about my viewer numbers why am I paying you millions upon millions of dollars if it's not doing anything for my platform. No, I agree with what you're saying. I I think Mixer doesn't want to re-up with Ninja. Ninja, from that clip that we played earlier, to me sounds like he doesn't care about how many people are watching. He cares about how many people are watching his videos that get posted when he's not streaming. So to me, like he doesn't really care about the streaming numbers. He's he's getting well, paid and and, and by regardless. going to Mixer and being paid, you know, uh, basically a contract, you know, yearly sum. You don't have to worry about yeah, it. And that got might paid. have been you got paid up front. Exactly. Like and, you don't and, pay and a that been, to come to your house yeah, until the job's done. And <laughs> I think that that was one of the reasons why he probably took it because streaming is a cutthroat business. But what you end it up takes seeing a lot of time, a lot of dedication, you got to you got to be stuck to that computer or that system to play a game every single day at a certain time. Or you Otherwise, see a cut in viewers. Show up. Exactly. Yep. Weird beard, what do you think? Um, I think, like, because I sit on the side of uh, seeing what Ninja did for streamers in general and that he was the he was the guy that started the gold rush. Like, the streaming wars happened because of Ninja. And that's not necessarily... But apparently a, meant nothing. But as the first kind of salvo, you know what I no, mean? No, I, like, I, I get it. He set the pace for streamers to be able to go and get paid. Will he resign? with Mixer? Probably, because and here's why. He's comfy, and I think... But is Mixer going to want to re-sign him? I think that there's further structural issues that they've kind of found out about Mixer itself. Like, Like if they re-up, they're going to be like, look, Ninja, we got to set some ground rules here. Yeah, like, I mean, you can always repair a relationship. Mm -hmm. I don't think that they're just going to say, you know, go kick rocks. Like, we don't want to talk to you anymore. I think that Ninja needs them more than than they need him, which is obvious by by the numbers watch. But at this point, if they drop him, Right? If he wants to make anywhere close to what he used to be making, he has to go back to Twitch. But I don't think that he has. I'm, I'm going to agree with Turner here. He needs more clout if he wants to go back to Twitch. They're, they're two people on a sinking ship, right? Yeah. Like, if one of them lets go, they both kind of drown at this point. So, like, I think, I think Mixer, Mixer can be all right if they drop him. I, d- I don't think so. Like, even Shroud, who's one of the other largest streamers that exist, has struggled on mixer like it just because there's a ceiling yes there's like just inherently like if everybody if you make an iphone app you have a much larger base of people to talk to because more people own iphones just by flat out numbers that's the way that it works and mixer just doesn't have enough bodies in the building for people to care or for it to really like even the top of the tops aren't that big what do you think mixer can do to try to get more people to check out their platform oh gosh that's that's a that's a question way above my pay grade i I think they just need to have content you know what i mean like twitch is a whole lifestyle community and i think until you develop a community that has 
things in it outside of just like, hey, we have somebody streaming. Like, you just don't get as many people into it, it just by share, like, what it is. Even gaming companies are supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. We're going to talk about how some big names in gaming are supporting the cause in a bit. Because ahead next, the recent most watched game on Twitch is finally launched out of beta. But its first week isn't looking so good. We'll talk about Valorant's launch week next on Checkpoint XP. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios, esports and video games live here. Oh my gosh, Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. I'm James Campbell. Along with me is Robbie Landis. And the only member of Checkpoint XP that I believe pours his milk in before his cereal, Weird Beard. What? That is, I don't do that, but what? that is an accusation. Mm-hmm. I think Are you a psychopath? I, whoa, I'm being accused of something I do not do. Let like, me guess. Do you also put on one sock, the shoe, then the other sock in the shoe? I do sock, shoe, sock, oh, shoe. Oh, he is a psychopath. <laughs> Look at that. Somebody check the freezer in his basement. There's probably a body in it. You have a psychopath, Dar. Like, it's just going off. You yeah, picked me out. it's going off big time right now. We've been talking a lot about the new game, Valorant. A ton of professional gamers have been retiring to go play Valorant. It's been one of the most viewed games on Twitch while still in beta. Well, now it is finally out of beta and available for all to play. But its launch week wasn't looking so good. Weird Beard, what's going on with Valorant, man? So Valorant is finally out of beta. Uh, it is currently almost half up. It's the uh, you can't play competitively on Valorant right now. It's only uncompetitive matches and whatnot. Do you think that that might, is, is one of the things maybe contributing two people not playing it as much? A little bit, but here's the thing. This is the first chance that people have to uh, all download it, right? Like, the beta had a lot of people playing it, but yeah. it was still a closed beta, right? Mm-hmm. So just by virtue of what it is, there was people that can't well, get it. Well, I saw the stream numbers got so far up there because people had to watch somebody playing the game in order to get the invite uh, to get the access to the beta. Yes, and so then uh, what then happened is they, they launched on June 2nd, which was a, uh, a Tuesday, and the problem is... They did it on the same day that uh, that social media blackout in uh, solidarity with Black Lives Matter went on. Well, that definitely didn't help. And so what happened is there was a lot of people, A, off social media, B, a lot of large streamers like Dr. Disrespect and Ninja and Nade Shot and all these different guys who just weren't streaming at all. Um, But then, yes, like the lack of competitiveness, uh, the competitive mode is just tough at the moment and it's it's the biggest thing is you can go and see the general temperature of how people feel about the game by going to metacritic right now the average score on metacritic for this game is 26 out of 100 Ooh, so yeeks. yeah it's Very been low. it's been kind of slaughtered like you know they they really have been dipping into two pools during the the beta this the counter-strike go players and the overwatch players right and it seems like they haven't done a great job yet According to, you know, like popular consensus of of winning over either of those, you know what I mean? Like well, going- I, I think one of the other issues you look at, too, is there were so many people that were able to play the beta if they watched long enough, right? Yeah. That I, think that I got a beta. Actually. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think that a lot of people have made up their mind already. You know, uh, uh, Jake Lyon, caster from the Overwatch League, you know, who I do a show with, the Elvis Nest. You can check that out at checkpointxp.com. Plug. Uh, you know, he said that he basically did his placements in the beta, and he's like, you know, it was, it was fine, but it's not really my game. He's done with it now, right? And I think a lot of people got excited and caught up and like, this is a new game. The beta's out. I really want to get it. I don't want to be left behind. My friends are playing. And if they're still in, they're still in. And that's great. You know, looking right now at Twitch, uh, one, two, three, four, five. It's the seventh game uh, with 91.7K. You know, so that's not bad, right? But even, you know, stuff like Minecraft, Counter-Strike, Call of Duty, Fortnite, Grand Theft Auto V are still beating it out. Um, 
But I think that you're at the point now where the beta, that was your big reveal. That was your big numbers. I know that now the game is officially live, but people have already decided if they like it or not. I What's weird to me is like if you've been following any of the professional esports organizations, they're all announcing teams. They just announced Hiko, uh, who used mm-hmm. to be a Counter-Strike god, who's now going over and starting. Uh, he's the team captain for 100 Thieves. Uh, uh, team T10, they just announced two different teams. There was another uh, Gen G announced a team. But, like, but to be fair, they're, they're planning for the future, right? Because the fact that Riot, first of all, they know how to do esports. Like, League of Legends is the most profitable esport right now. Like, they operated in the black for a long, or sorry, in the red for a long time before they started making profits with it. So I think that people are looking at Valorant, and they want in on the ground floor. And that's going to take some investment, and that's going to take some trust in Riot and in this game, and sort of investing in the long term. James, like, do you think that it's going to be able to survive? Because in my opinion, I don't know if... If they don't start out of the gate strong, if they're going to be able to keep their head above water long term. Um, I would like to think that they'll, they'll survive, but I mean, I I feel like I'm not in the position to speak to that. But I do have a question. I'm kind of confused. So you're saying that it's not available for competitive play. Meaning like that you can't queue up and ha- and be ranked. You're not, so you're not, no, you're not scored. not like a ranked system yet. Right. Correct. So you're still playing, you know, with the, Win or the lose, 5v5. You're it still doesn't going- matter. It doesn't gotcha. matter. Yep. So you're not really playing for anything. Mm-hmm. But why are they still putting out these teams, making these teams just to practice? Uh, to, I think I think like Robbie said, to get ahead to get of the, ready. Yeah, to get ready for it. Well, and, and there and there are still you know independent tournaments that are going on. There's just no there's no way that you James could log on and play competitively and be ranked in anything like that, right? But there are still tournaments that are happening where obviously you know there's prize pools and stuff into it like that. So there's still competitive play involved, but nothing officially like ranked. Nothing that okay, that so casual. That's- players can get that into. That was the one thing right. I was I yeah. was kind of confused about. Yeah. But. I mean, honestly, I don't I don't think that that it's terrible, right? I I think that people are putting too much stock into, oh my god, it's live and no one's playing it as much as they were in the beta. Well, of course not. The beta was hyped, you know, there were bots trying to farm keys, so it was also inflated, but when you look at where it's sitting compared to other games, it's doing fine. Yeah, I don't I think say, there's going to be any well problems. It's still doing well on Twitch if it's the 7th game. I right. Like it'll still survive. Will it survive forever? I don't know. Will it be as big as League of Legends or some of those other games that people are watching and playing? It might not hit those milestones, but I feel like it's going to have a little bit of longevity for a little while, especially with people, all these pro gamers that are leaving their their actual game. They have to, to do it for play. a reason. You yeah. know, there's got to be something behind it. There's still going to have some sort of a, a life behind it. All right, so Valorant's not having the best first week. We're going to talk about another gaming company that had a bit of a rough week, too, in just a moment. Because now it's time for I Nailed It and Failed It. We'll get things started with our Nailed It. Our Nailed It this week comes out of the comic world and is courtesy of Gail Simone. Gail has written for several high-profile DC and Marvel properties, including Birds of Prey, Deadpool, Wonder Woman, and Batgirl. Now, over the past two months, she set off a chain of comic content creators putting rare comics drawings, and other memorabilia up on Twitter for people to bid on, and all the proceeds have been going to COVID-19 and Black Lives Matters related charities. Congrats to Gail Simone for using her platform to help support Black Lives Matters related charities. Stick around to find out who failed it this week with the failed it portion coming up in the next hour. Don't forget, if you ever miss a nailed it and failed it, you can find them posted over at CheckpointXP.com as well. Checkpoint XP, your home for competition. Online at CheckpointXP.com. 
You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. We were just discussing how Valorant was having a rough launch week. Now, Sony fans were excited to get their first look at the PlayStation 5 on June 4th. But Sony pushed the reveal back due to the nationwide protests happening. That reveal has been slated for June 11th. If you're hearing this, the details may already be out. But Robbie, what should we expect from Sony and the PS5? Ooh, you know, uh, Sony, I think, has a history of always waiting and kind of kind of holding their, their hand close to the chest, letting Microsoft do their reveals first, and then coming out afterwards with, like, the big guns. You know, if you think back to uh, uh, the reveal of, I think it was the PlayStation 3 and the, uh, the Xbox 360, you know, that was something where at E3, Microsoft came out with their stuff, thinking they had already knew what PlayStation was going to do, and then PlayStation came out, announced backwards, uh, um, um, compatibility. Backwards compatibility. They announced it would be $100 cheaper than Microsoft console. They absolutely blew it out of the water. But I think they're in a pretty precarious situation this time because people were not kind to Microsoft with their reveal a few weeks ago. And now with Sony also having to just kind of push theirs back a little bit, whether or not this actually contributed to it, I think people are going to look at it as like, all right, you got you got an extra week to make sure that all your ducks are in a row. And as, as I think, vicious and brutal as people were to Microsoft... If Sony doesn't come out the gate and show them what they want, regardless of if it's what Sony said they would show, if it's not what gamers want, I think that they are going to tear them apart. In the year of 2020, any company that doesn't think that they can fix their public image or fix the image of something going wrong is stupid because Twitter lives in infamy now. Like Things as they happen are remembered forever. You can never kind of dust things under the rug. So I think any business, especially gaming companies, have finally started to realize, listen, if this is not 100% perfect, like if we don't know what perfect, the hell we're doing. Perfect doesn't even matter because, you know, Microsoft's like, oh, we didn't get to see gameplay. You said it'd be gameplay, right? They tore them for it. And then that in turn set a precedent for the Epic Game Stream, which was just showing off an engine. Like they did, there wasn't even any expectation there. They're just like, look at this great engine. And everyone's like, it's not a real game. Even though they never said that it was a real game. Yeah. So I think that gamers are on the defensive right now, right? So I think that, that, that Sony has to be careful because we're out for blood. All right, so what exactly do you guys need? What are you expecting out of this stream, right? Because Microsoft, they basically just showed us a bunch of movies, a bunch of trailers of games we already knew were coming. And I feel like, at least for me, I need to see something new. I feel like if you're Sony and you really want to wow people, I need news that I haven't already read on Kotaku. I need stuff that hasn't already been rumored Looking somewhere. for the big reveal. Something like What's something the game, new? the big yes. game that's going to be on the PS5 that's, Get your money? I um, think that's the number one thing. If they came out with a game schedule and they were like, listen, hello, Skyrim everybody. Six these are Elder the, Scrolls 6. Yeah, <laughs> these are the seven games that we 100% today are confirming will be coming to you on these dates. Don't ever think that we're doing something else. That's going to be really Grand important. Theft Auto 6. And I There's really, a lot of sixes coming There's out. There's a rumor yes. about yeah. that, though, isn't there? there? Uh, yeah. Sort of. I mean, there's okay. not a lot of anything solid, but solid. that it's there Murmurs. somewhere. The other mm-hmm. big win that Sony can have here is if they make sure to never use the word teraflop. Like, the moment Which that... I don't think... You know what? That's a good point. I'm saying, listen, don't give me all that stuff. I don't care. It doesn't do anything like, don't for talk me. in nerd speak. Is yes, like, it's not going to well, win you fans. One of the issues with Microsoft trying to boast the fact that this is the most powerful console ever 
is that Microsoft, all they can do is put the hardware out. It's up to the developers to use it. So all the flack that Microsoft's been catching that the new Assassin's Creed is going to be capped at 30 frames per second, it's not actually Microsoft's fault. That's Ubisoft's fault. But Microsoft catches all the flack for it. Yeah, you just need to, dude, like you said, no nerd stuff. Just give me what's going to be cool, Explain what's going to make fun, meat and that's and potatoes. It. What's yes. the meat what's what's the potatoes? What's going to make fun? Exactly. Okay. All right, we'll talk more next week about what Sony actually showed during the presentation. But if you do want to find out now, head on over to CheckpointXP.com for the details. Now, coming up in a bit, is a professional esports player going to go from playing Overwatch to being a farmer? Ooh, that does not make the fun. No, it does not. We'll talk about that in a bit because ahead next, gaming companies are doing their part in supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. We'll talk about how some big names in gaming are stepping up to support the cause next on Checkpoint XP. We're rolling with continuous esports on the only show for esports and video games. This is going to be absolute madness around. No need for extra tokens. We've got the hookup. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. You're listening to me, James Campbell, as well as Weird Beard, and the only member of Checkpoint XP that was very impressed with Vin Diesel's performances, Groot. Mr. Robbie Landis. Look, I'm just saying he put a lot... You know what? You guys didn't go to school for acting. You don't actually know what goes into that type of stuff. You don't just walk in and read one word and then collect your paycheck and be like, bye. Well, he he read three words and collected the paycheck. Uh, Who do you think is a better actor overall? Vin Diesel or The Rock? Better actor. Oh, I think... Think Vin Diesel. Really? How can we do a show with this guy? How can we do a show with this guy? First of all, Weird Beard doesn't even like The Rock. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what he thinks. It doesn't matter what you think. Unless you've been living under a rock, you know that there have been some very serious issues plaguing the country at the moment. Now, in response to some of these issues, the gaming community has definitely been doing their part. Robbie, let's talk about some of the good things gaming companies have been doing to support the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, I think it's really important to be able to highlight this because a lot of brands have just put out statements, right? That that became a meme unto itself. You know, ah, we here at brand, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I think it's important to recognize the companies that, you know, put their money where their mouth is. So uh, Ubisoft, for example, donated $100,000 to the NAACP and Black Lives Matter. Uh, Square Enix donated two hundred and fifty thousand, a quarter million, to Black uh, Black Lives Matter organizations, uh, and have also pledged to match any employee do- do- donations. Uh, Pokemon Company two hundred thousand split between the double, uh, NAACP and Black Lives Matter. And you know, I'd like to point out too that out of those three three Ubisoft, Square Enix, Pokemon Company, Square Enix and the Pokemon Company are Japanese companies as well. They're on the other side of the world and are still willing, you know, to to help contribute. That's great. To this. That's very generous mm-hmm. of them. EA, this I think was the biggest one. This was the one that I think surprised the most people. For as much crap as we give Electronic Arts for how terrible of a video game company they are, first of all, they delayed the announcement of Madden 21. Fine, good. You know, let let the people who are you know trying to put their message out there Keep have the, the space to do that. Exactly. Also, because the NFL came out and and all but admitted that they were wrong That's for the Kaepernick well. situation. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like. They knew we cannot put out an NFL game right at this it's moment. It's going to look like we're trying to ride the wave for oh, our own yes. benefit. Yes. But they also donated $1 million to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund and Equal Justice Initiative. They are going to be doubling in wow. matching any employee donation. They're also giving all employees one paid day of leave to volunteer. And uh, on June 9th, they had held a community conversation open to the entire 
company. This is a seminar that was completely internal and aimed at what the company can do to going forward to issue uh, uh, or to address issues of racism and inclusivity. And lastly, EA announced that on Juneteenth, June 19th, uh, will be a holiday for a company-wide day of volunteering. Wow. I would not have thought that that would come out of EA. Well, EA's had to micromanage crises quite a bit in their uh, their existence. Yeah, so I, in the I, news a little bit. I think they know how to handle something mm-hmm. like this. And I think one of the big reasons is they understand that just cutting a check is not necessarily going to solve anything. Yeah, like it's mm. it's whatever. It's cool. Like, but they're taking actionable things, especially dealing with uh, giving the employees that day off to be able to volunteer. Yep. I think is really important to to sell to their employees that it's like, hey, we're not just here standing on a soapbox and you know screaming like a lot of people are. We're we're attempting to to get you to go do something yep. for real. And then finally, Niantic, the company behind Pokemon Go, don't. Donated $5 million, half to helping black game developers get their projects out, and the other half to help rebuild communities that have seen damage from the protests and riots. That's a huge donation. Five million? million. That's actually more, or it might be the same, as Disney. Disney, who owns like half the world, and Niantic themselves have uh, have basically matched that. That's incredible. That is uh, very impressive. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. We love hanging out on some of these awesome stations that host us each week. We want to say we love you. The TSN 1050 Chum AM in Toronto. ESPN Southwest Florida 99.3 WWCN FM, Fort Myers Beach, Florida. And 97.1 The Fan, 97.1 WBNS FM in Columbus, Ohio. Thank you all so much for being a part of the Checkpoint family. Now, we were just discussing how gaming companies have been doing their part in supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. Two big names have pledged support to the cause, but they're getting some backlash from their community. Robbie, what's going on here? Yeah, so going back you know, to that idea that, that you know, just about every company out there is at least putting out a statement. And for some that in the past have maybe not acted in accordance with that statement, fans are letting them know that, you know, they remember, you know, uh, Blizzard, I think, is the prime example right now. They put out a statement and, you know, just last year they were embroiled in a controversy where they had silenced a uh, tournament winner for one of their games because they were in support of the Hong Kong protests, right? Oh, and so right. it, it yep. looks very hypocritical and very two-faced to be like, we're going to silence this person. You can't talk about anything political, you know, on our games or in our tournaments. But then also come out and say, hey, guys, you know what? We are in support of Black Lives Matter and equality and justice for all. Okay, hold on. Let me ah, – I feel so conflicted and torn on this one because they were total jerks. I want to use a different word, but mm-hmm. they were total jerks when it came to the whole Hong Kong situation. What I hope that people are able to do is understand that sometimes – Companies grow and learn from situations. Yes. No, that's so. I, I hope. I really hope that this is a moment of them going, "Hey, guess what? We dropped the ball, everybody, on this last time. This time, we're making sure to do or say something that's more a- applicable or right." Well, and that leads us into the other one. The other company is Riot Games, who a few years ago had a big expose done on them from Kotaku about their internal culture and how misogynistic and sexist it was. It made big headlines, and they have been making strides to try and turn that around. So I think, you know, I don't want to tell people don't call these companies out when they come out and they and they look like hypocrites because part of calling them out in this backlash is holding these companies accountable. So Riot, for their part, have actually on social media not only, you know, put out their statement in support of Black Lives Matter, they have also put out what their action plan is 
you know, to help foster change as well. So just to give you a quick, uh, uh, you know, run on this, they say, you know, through our social impact fund, we will be committing a million dollars to make programs toward these goals, starting with initial contributions to the Innocence Project and American Civil Liberties Union. Additionally, through our corporate development team, we have committed to a new uh, objective of developing, or, or sorry, of deploying a ten, or deploying ten million dollars towards investments and startup programs focused on founders underrepresented in the games community. So Riot is yeah. coming out and like, sure, look, they've had a bad past. They've made some questionable decisions, and people are letting them know, but they're not just giving platitudes and, and putting pictures up on social media. And they're not just doing one-times donations. They're helping to put programs into place to fight back against this. Uh, Jerks' checks clear just as much as regular good people's checks clear. I think even if they are bad companies, and if I think if they do have problems, if they're doing something good, you have to kind of be like, hey – you're a terrible, horrible company, but you did something correct there. Like just a little note, like yeah. a little asterisk. Like, yeah, they kind of so bad, but they still did a little bit of good. Well, so, like, but you also have to keep it up too, because people don't forget. Gamers, especially, do not forget. But I don't think you can push back on them enough to make them be like, "Hey, we're screwed either way." When we do something bad, you guys yell at us. When we do something good, you guys yell at us. Like, I think you have to nurture some of that stuff out of people, companies, anything in life. That if that's what you want. Positive attention is going to be what does it. So I think, you know, congratulations, Blizzard and Riot. You you did a good one. A well, good I don't know that Blizzard has actually done anything. They put out a statement, but especially compared to some of these companies, like, honestly, Blizzard has slid back pretty far from where they were back in the They're day. They're at least not silencing people. Coming up, if you're a gamer on a budget in need of a game that costs little to nothing, but still totally worth the hard drive space, stick around. we got the free game of the week coming up in a bit. First... Is a professional esports player going to leave Overwatch to become a farmer? We'll talk about that next on Checkpoint XP. Hey, this is Callie with the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar, letting you know about the latest esports competitions to look forward to in the coming weeks. In the Overwatch League, things are set to get back underway this weekend. As of recording, we don't know exactly what the format will look like. However, speculation remains strong that we'll see another tournament format similar to the May Melee. Pro League of Legends is set to return soon. Friday, June 12th will mark the kickoff of the LCS Summer Split. Cloud9 will face off against FlyQuest in a rematch from last split's championship. The Summer Split will continue through the end of August, with the winning teams having a shot to represent North America at Worlds. DreamHack Masters Spring has completed the group stages, and now the playoffs will kick off on June 11th as Furia Esports takes on 100 Thieves. Evo, the largest fighting game tournament of the year, will be held online this year. It'll be held over the course of five weekends, starting on July 4th. The Fortnite World Cup has officially been axed this year. Even before COVID-19, we hadn't heard much information on what the plans were for the event in 2020. That's it for the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar. And remember, for all the latest in the world of esports, check out our website at CheckpointXP.com. Get in the game. What are we witnessing? The number one esports and video game radio show. Checkpoint XP, where gaming lives. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're hanging with Robbie Landis, Weird Beard. And somebody who's a little bummed out that his Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle arcade cabinet is not loaded with the NES version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game, me, James Campbell. That's Why did you even get it then? Exactly. I don't know. I got it. I thought it was going to be the NES version. And it's probably the straight up arcade version because there's not as many levels and the bosses so are so you, hard. You bought a Ninja Turtles arcade and you are upset that the arcade game is on it. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize the arcade the actual arcade version differed different. so much from the mm-hmm. NES version. Okay, that's so, fair. Wah, wah. That's fair. I'll it's take pity on you this time. Still a sweet piece. It really ties the man cave together. <laughs> but still a bummer. <laughs> All right. When you try to tell your girl, your fiance about the 
the polar bear in, in the leather jacket you're going to fight. And Can't even get there. So word on the street is a professional esports player is going to be going from Overwatch to becoming a farmer. Okay, this is a new one. Yeah. We've seen a lot of people obviously stepping away from games. You know, tons of, of, of Overwatch. Well, not tons, but a few Overwatch players, you know, leaving for Valorant. Some CSGO people, you know, trying it out. Uh, and, and a few people leaving just to go and do streaming. But I'm sorry, uh, a streamer is leaving streaming to farm. Now, this is legitimate farming. Like, he's really, like, pulling weeds and Weird beard. corn. Weird beard. a farming simulator. Well, okay. Let's first, let's first, we need to go into what the character of Defran oh, is. Oh, it's him. So, okay. Defran okay. is a... Julian, what's yeah, the, what's he's an Dufran? Overwatch player who's had quite the character arc. Mm-hmm. Um, Robbie, what are some of his, his greatest hits, would oh, you say? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know if he has greatest hits, but he's a streamer, and he's definitely... He's like a shock jock, right? For streaming, right? Okay. Yeah. He's over the top. He's unapologetic. I like him so you know, far. Uh, he's a troll. He's just really like out there so and far. kind of rude. And his yeah, his whole gimmick is basically I don't care what anybody says. I'm just going to do what I want to do. He's like a heel in professional Exa- wrestling. Exactly. And granted, you know, he was in the Overwatch League for basically a fourth of a season, one stage. Uh, and 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 he was good. You know, he he was with the Atlanta Reign and he was very very good. He came up with flashy plays. You know, was thought to be like the heart of the team. And then basically, you know, this is kind of why I soured on him, is it basically just seemed like he was in it just to say, all right, I did it. Peace out, guys. I'm done now, right? Whereas, like, I want my players to be in this for, like, the sanctity of the game, right? And it to be the best of the best. And he was just there to say that he could do it. And then back to streaming. Fine. Whatever. Go back to streaming. I I don't believe for a second now that this isn't some type of stunt The dude is not giving up streaming to go farm. So before I read you his statement of what he put out, I want to remind you that uh, just a few days before he announced this on Twitter, which makes it uh, official, I guess. um, Twitter official. Yeah, he was talking about competing in uh, this past weekend's $200,000 Valorant tournament. Mm -hmm. So he like has been talking about, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this. And then he put out a twit longer. Uh, where he essentially said that he has spent, uh, he said, I'm going to be starting on an education that has to do with growing fruits, vegetables, and etc. The biggest two reasons of why I'm doing this, we only have one life to live, do what makes you happy, and... And that's farming? And I have already spent a third of my life in front of the computer. I'm not going to stream regularly anymore. Uh, I will stream for fun. But, but the, I don't know. Like, yeah, he, he quit Sounds to like he's going to go to Animal Crossing. Essentially, yes. But, I mean... I kind of get, like, the drive of if you have spent a third of your life in front of a computer to do the opposite of that. But this is just, he literally is the, the like, Howard Stern of streaming. And I think it's you just going to be a, I, a punk. So to, to you know, throw it at other streamers or younger people who might look up to you that, yeah, you know, all this stream that I've done, I basically wasted a third of my life. So I'm going to go farm now. It better be a punk. And if it is... Then it's right on brand. A lot of the stuff that this guy does feels like uh, writing for Game of Thrones. You know, like where they're trying, where they're trying to keep you guessing. The red herring. Uh Yes, like they're just throwing stuff. And he's about, and he became a farmer. And it's like, what? That makes no sense. Why is this happening? Do you think if he was going to actually switch games, if he's if this whole farming thing is just a farce, he's going to switch games? What game would you see him popping in on? Valorant. That's the only one. Yeah, yeah. it's the only one that makes sense. Yes, is is to go to Valorant. That's where the new money's going to be. There's no. 
pro league in farming simulator? There actually is. is. Wait. <laughs> Wait a second. There's a professional league in farming simulator? It's, 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 it's big over in Europe, but yeah, uh, their league, I think, has a prize pool, last I checked, of half a million dollars. Half a mil is not a bad prize pool. It's more than they get in the <laughs> fighting game community. <laughs> we might not have been really pulling your leg. You might be legitimately going to farming simulator. All right, you're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. Now, we know there are a lot of you out there gaming on a budget, so Checkpoint XP has you covered with the free game of the week. This game is free to download from the Epic Game Store and makes you a pseudo Gordon Ramsay in charge of a team of chefs. Weird Beard, what game do we have for free this week? If you've ever been over top of a flat top trying to cook a 20 set of eggs and get them out before all of your salads go bad, you may have been a player of overcooked. Okay, and I put one more in. So this week for free on the Epic Games Store, you're going to be able to download Overcooked, which sees you and anybody you want to co-op play with become chefs at a restaurant attempting to get orders out to your hungry, hungry customers that are banging down your doors. Now, Overcooked 2 does exist. It is out there. However, this is a very simple kind of like style of game to be able to play that it offers unlimited playtime and the first Overcooked isn't that far off from Overcooked 2. So this game's kind of like a, like a modern day version of like that beer game where you have to like serve the beers. You go up and down the the bars and Yeah, you the get beers. you get uh food tickets that come in and it says you have to make a certain meal that looks like this and you get all the pieces like the burger bun and the burger and the lettuce and put it together and then go put it out. But the real like what shines in this game is the co-op play. Like, getting four people in the back of a kitchen, it turns into pure chaos. And it's not just, like, a standard kitchen, right? Sometimes you're serving food on an airplane or a hot air balloon where the the parts of the where you're standing on move around. Or you can be underwater, like, in an old castle and stuff. Like, it's just, it's fun play. It's Every level is a little bit different, but it's all still kind of the same mechanic. Weird beard. Um, I just, where did it go wrong for you? This is a great, I don't know. You know what? <laughs> He always wanted to be a chef, okay? Right, and like, like no, 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 granted, I do see the draw of this, right? Because when you watch streams, people are yelling at each other. Like, yes. it, it ends relationships. And, and, I, and I suppose to that degree, it, it's really a spot-on representation of what it's like in an actual kitchen in the food service industry. It always ends in yelling because there. I was just saying to James, you always have to have a shot caller in this game. You have to have somebody who's going to boss. You're going to have somebody who's going to boss everybody else around. And it's just like they, <laughs> there's there's definitely personal things that come out when somebody starts screaming at you being like, "Hey, bring me some more eggs." And then it just like it hits yeah, the fan. Yeah, again, it's just like real life. But man, like the Epic Store has been absolutely killing it. With their mega No, they have the mega sale going on, 50 to 70% off games, and then they also have the unlimited $10 off coupon. 
Every time you make a purchase, you get $10 off, and then your next purchase, you also get $10 so even off. even if you download the Overcooked game for free, they're going to give you a $10 coupon yep. $10 coupon to use on another game? Yes, and you don't oh, want no. and you, you to go and buy two games and put that $10. You want to buy the one game, put the $10, then they'll give you another $10 for that second I like game. It. This is your free money-saving tip there from I, Robbie Landis. I, I, next, it's time to play a game. Weird Beard. What game do you have in store for us? Actually, I've brought the game to the oh, table this Robbie week. Robbie brought the game to the table this week. Robbie. If you were a big fan of our RPG spell or energy drink flavor, you're going to love what we have in store for you this time. Ooh, can't wait. So that and more next on Checkpoint XP. Hey, this is Callie with Checkpoint XP, and we're excited to celebrate Juneteenth next Friday, June 19th, with our friends in esports and gaming. Juneteenth is the oldest nationally celebrated commemoration of the ending of slavery in the United States and a reminder of the pride, resilience, and determination of African Americans in American history. Even though COVID-19 has hindered live event celebrations and parades, our friends at Access Replay in Atlanta are committed to fighting for social justice. As a company, we are committed to using our platforms to support social justice and to be part of the active conversation needed to move our nation forward. This is our commitment to the future, and it starts with each of us. Visit www.juneteenth.gg for more information, and make sure to tune in on Friday, June 19th. Live from the Checkpoint XP studios. He's about to pull off oh, the Alamo. Oh, he's unbelievable. Nico is on fire. Oh my goodness. How does he do this? On radio's number one show for esports and competition. Checkpoint XP Radio, a Beasley esports product. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You've got me, James Campbell, and joining me, our weird beard, as well as the one person on Checkpoint XP who just announced he's leaving Overwatch to focus full time on Pokemon breeding. Robbie Landis. Congratulations, <laughs> Robbie. Yeah, great. Awesome. Yep, that's that's me. Totally going to do that competitive Pokemon breeding. I can't wait to see what kind of Pokemon you put together. Any plans? Uh, no, because there's no money in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. We look forward to seeing your creations. And you can always crash on my couch. I have my own couch. It's not as comfortable as Weird Beards. Now, if you remember the game RPG Speller Energy Drink we played a few weeks back, we're back with the same concept but with a little racy twist. And Checkpoint <laughs> XP producer Callie's joining us. Robbie, why don't you explain this one? Yeah, so uh, this time we're going to play RPG character or porn star. So we're going to go around the room here. I'm going to give you two names, and you and you simply have to tell me which one is the RPG character and which one is the porn star. So you Super say RPG easy. character, you mean role-playing game. Yes, role-playing game. Okay. So a character from a game. Okay. It could be any role-playing game. Any yeah. role-playing game. Okay. That's right. Okay. And so I'm going to direct these at, at each one of you. We're going to start with James. Now, if James gets it wrong, well, actually, I guess stealing doesn't really make any sense because you guys are going to know whether or not it's, it's, it's right or not. So here's what we'll do. I'm going to ask you, James. You're going to give me your answer, and then I'm going to see if either of these guys want to agree with you or disagree okay. for a steal. So that way we can you know put a little, put a little extra spin on it. So, James. Yes. Your two names are Danica Mori okay. or... Futaba Sakura. Ooh, Danica Mori or Futabra Sakura. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, I thought for sure I was going to know it like immediately and just have to sit here biting my tongue. Uh-huh. I have no idea. You're playing this game! <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you gave me two names, though. I did. So which one's the porn star? Which one oh, is I the character? Oh, I thought you were going to give me a name. Oh, no, you have, have to decide which is which. So yeah. I have one, one, of, one each. I have a porn star and I have... A RPG role-playing game character. That's Re- right. Repeat the first names one more time. Danica Mori and 
Futaba Sakura. I think, come on. I'm saying Danica is the porn star. Okay. And Futabra is the RPG character. This man knows. All right. All right. You're going to agree with that? All right. I what about you, Callie? What are you thinking? Danica's work. Um... Danica okay. sounds the most normal human ass name you could get. I, su- I suppose so. The only right, because humans don't have Asian names, I guess. Yeah, weird beard. it couldn't be a Japanese porn star. It could absolutely be. I am going to agree, though, that I think uh, uh, Danica is the porn star because you said it's a game I'm playing right now and I'm playing Persona 5. So Did you just look it up? Is that what you were doing? No. I saw I did you not. on your phone. Futaba is from Persona 5. That's correct. All right. right. Kelly. Yes. Oh, God. Nacho Videl and. Flynn Skifo. Nacho Vidal or Flynn Skifo? Who's the porn star? Okay, see, I thought we were going to get names like Candy Sucks or stuff like that. I'm going to make this easy for you. Uh, um, okay, so Flynn Skifo sounds like it could definitely be a Star Wars name. <laughs> <laughs> Could that be like something out of. I'm going to say that Flynn Skifo is the role playing game. So Maybe. Nacho Vidal is the porn star. Nacho Vidal is the porn star. Correct. Okay. Congratulations. Was it All out right. of Star Wars? It was not. Okay. Uh, that's actually from Tales of Vesperia. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I never played that one. All right. Weird Beard. I'm here. Sierra McCain and Aza Akira. Who's the porn star and who's the video game character? Uh, uh, Aza Akira is the porn star. Oh, wow. He got that real fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Oh, I knew boy. that immediately. As you said, Aza, like, All right. Star. All right. You have to check James. the records. We know. So James. we're finding out uh, uh, who in the room might have, uh, might have partaken at yeah. one point. Yeah. James. We are both familiar with her work. Uh, and Sierra, by the way, is from Suikoden 2. Oh. James. Renoa Hartley or Sophie D. Renoa. Renoa. Hartley, mm-hmm. or what was the other Sophie one? D. Sophie D. Man, some of these names are ringing like a lot of porn bells. Both <laughs> these names are ringing porn bells. But I think Sophie D is the porn star. And whatever name you gave me before, I think is the <laughs> RPG character. Yes, yes. you are correct. correct. Renoa is from Final Fantasy VIII. Wow, you guys, you guys are pretty premium good. is paying off, baby. <laughs> you guys are four for four so far. All right, I can Kelly. tell. Can you tell what we've all been doing uh, during uh, quarantine? Yeah. Playing video games. Yeah, clearly. All right, Kelly. Yes. Misty Stone. Oh, no. And Samuel Oak. Oh, Ooh. no. Oh, oh God, they're both the Pokemon names. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I don't, okay, so I don't know if Professor Oak's first name is Samuel or if Misty's last name is Stone, because they're both in Pokemon. Oh, <laughs> oh you're a jerk. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to say that Samuel Oak is the porn star. Okay. I think I think Misty's last name is Stone because they have like the water stone and stuff like that. Is anybody else? I want to steal. Oh, you can try and steal. Oh, okay, all right. right. I believe Misty Stone is the porn star. I believe you are right. Oh, yes! no! Misty doesn't actually have a last name. Oh, of course not. I figured it would be like one of those things where it's like only in the manual. You have to like, look, <laughs> like flip through the old Game Boy manual to find out their last all name. All right. Weird Beard. Porn star or role-playing game character... Crow Armburst and Jason Hawk. I uh, hope to God Crow Armburst is a porn, was a porn star. Um, <laughs> Jason Hawk. Wow, that sounds like a skateboarding name. Yeah. Oh wait, that's because of Tony Hawk. <laughs> I'm gonna say Jason Hawk is the RPG character. You would be wrong. Crow Armburst is from Trails of Cold Steel. Jason Hawk is the porn star. That was Bummer. a tough one. That was, that was a tough one. All right, so James 
in the lead for yeah. maybe the first time ever, ever. on one of these games. Well, yeah. For some reason, I always end up getting in the lead at some point in time, and then, and then I end up blowing it, it at the well, end. I mean, you're at three, and no they're each at intended. one so far. Yeah. So you're doing good. Here you, you go. Here's lead. your next one. That's right. So we're sitting here playing RPG character. That's role-playing game character. Or porn star. I'm giving each of you guys two names, and you have to tell me if it's a video game character and which one is the porn star. James. Yes. Your two names are two names. Belladonna and Garnett. Belladonna, porn star. Oh, wow. That was an easy one for you. Dude. Come on, Robbie. you got to <laughs> dig deeper for the porn stars. You know how many hours logged I have watching porn? All right. Probably three times in my you have playing video games. All right. Kelly. James is like, I watched that person this morning. Belladonna. Garnett, easy. by the way, from Final Fantasy <laughs> IX. Yes. All right, Kelly. Yep. Jaina Fire oh, God. or Billy Lee Black? Jaina Fire. Jada Fire. Jada Fire. Ooh, Jada Fire. Or Billy Lee Black? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. You know, you know, search your feelings. Search your feelings. You know this to be true. I'm going to say Jada Fire is the RPG character. You would be wrong. Oh! Billy Lee Black is from Xenogears. No! Oh, that's the, like, the next game on my list, too. <laughs> Weird Beard. All right. Oh. Last one. There's no way for you to catch up. <laughs> For honor. Maxim and Mr. Pete. <laughs> he gives you the weirdest names. Mr. Pete. <laughs> Mr. Pete Hold definitely on, I gotta, sounds I like gotta a... see if I can say it in like a domineering. But could you picture a Mr. Pete coming into the porn set? Hey, do you order a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mr. Pete. Wow. Coming this summer in a it's world. It's definitely Mr. Pete definitely has to be the... Has to be the porn star. He is indeed. Ah! Good job! You All right, Ned last. One final round. I'm going to get an answer from everyone here. This is worth a million points. Oh, oh my God. It's a go. Rick this game. is where I lose the man. Yep. Sai Nijima or now Saijima. Sai Nijima or Sao. Or, sorry. <laughs> Sai Nijima or now Saijima. Uh wow. All right. Now Sijima. All right. What about you, James? For which one's which? Oh, yeah. Sai, yep. Sai Nijima or now Seijima. Which do you think is the porn star? Now Seijima, I think, is the porn star. I'm going to go with Kelly. I, I agree. I'll take the opposite just to win. All right. Now Seijima is indeed the porn star. Yes. You both get a million points, but you yes! have a million and three. James yes! is the winner. Sai Nijima is also from Persona 5. Don't mess oh. with me with porn, okay? You guys can take the cake in video games, but if it's coming down to porn, I'm going to win every time. We've, we've now found what uh, what line of thinking James needs yeah, to be successful. absolutely. <laughs> you heard I nailed it earlier on the show when we told you about Gail Simone and how she used her comic book platform to help support the Black Lives Matters related charities. Well, now it's time to see who failed it. From the high highs. An absolute monster. To the low lows. Who nailed it and who failed it on Checkpoint XP Radio. We talked earlier in the show about the record number of viewers Twitch has gained during COVID-19, but they seem to also be a loser in another respect this week. Twitch has started issuing takedown notices at a record rate within the past week, which is a notice that forces streamers to take down previous content because it may contain copyrighted material. What's interesting here and important to note, and this is where your tinfoil hats are going to come on, um, is that there is actually a company out there, and I believe I mentioned this to you yesterday, uh, there's a company out there that's monitoring most streams on Twitch, and uh, it's two big investors, 
and they have the ability to issue live DMCA's. They just haven't done it yet. All right, Twitch, get it together. Streamers are here to make content for your platform. Make sure you are kind to those people who make a living off of this. Now, do, uh, Weirdbeard, do we know why, particularly, like, suddenly out of nowhere that all of these takedowns have been happening? Because it's in relation to copyrighted music being used, isn't it? Yeah, one of the big things is that over over the quarantine kind of, like, COVID pandemic situation... Um, Twitch has seen a huge influx of DJs and people playing music live right, but coming nor- onto the platform. They've seen a huge influx of these of this new traffic coming in. Like I said, they've seen all these new DJs that are now pr- uh, like promoting it as a music playing platform. I really think more than anything else, Twitch has gotten spooked. Like they've gotten all this, you know, new money coming in. They're still trying to keep deals, you know, and like money coming in from these music companies. Like they, it's been. Bad, so they're going back through and striking all of these uh, Twitch Oof. streamers' old content. So even stuff that's months and years old is being pulled retroactively and being forced to be taken down. Sometimes costing these people videos that have uh, you know over millions of views. Ugh, that's a bad look. Well, don't forget if you ever miss a nailed it and failed it, you can always find the posted over at checkpointxp.com. Coming up next, we're checking the gaming headlines. Robbie, what do you have in store for us? You are never going to believe one of the best players in League of Legends of all time double is lift. retiring. It's not double lift. Oh, it's not. It's not double lift. We'll find out who next on Checkpoint XP. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios, esports and video games live here. Oh my gosh. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. I'm James Campbell, and along with me is Robbie Landis. As well as the man who spends his free time trolling Apex Legends players, Weirdbeard. I've moved on. I'm a grown man. I no longer troll on <laughs> Apex Legends. Oh, Oops, sorry. Okay. Where are you trolling now? Uh, Valorant is my, say, oh, my new say, troll. Once a troll, always a troll. You don't just give it up. I will tell you, my favorite new thing to do is to uh, ask people if they're bots. Like, I obviously know that they're not bots. Are you a like, bot? okay, yeah, I'll are just be like, how did you miss that? Are you a bot? Are you controlled right now? Are you a real human being? And they get so mad every time. There you go. Weirdbeard sticking it to the Valorant players. What's the backstory to your gamer tag? Does it have a sentimental meaning or is it? Just a, like a silly little nickname given to you by the bros. We'll talk about your gamer tag origin stories in a bit. Because now it's time for. Hey! Oh! The guy is unreal. My goodness! Professional League of Legends player Jian Uzi Ziao surprised the esports world last week when he announced his retirement. Uzi started playing League in 2012, and the reason for his retirement comes from being diagnosed with type 2 diabetes last year, as well as repetitive stress injury. His team, Royal Never Give Up, says his injuries were brought on by over eight years of high-intensity training. Wow, so this is crazy. This guy's retiring. What is there a professional athlete like in uh, regular sports that you could kind of compare this to? Well, I mean, uh, you know, regular sports has a, a longer long- longevity, right? But it's kind of the same like a, reason. Like a Wayne Gretzky retiring from hockey? Yeah. It, um, I wouldn't say he's Wayne Gretzky level, okay. but he's definitely like a, a high-profile baseball player, right? And the fact that there's probably a lot of people that are comparable like in general to him, but he's still a huge like name he's earned millions of dollars i think he might have been the first esports player to get an exclusive uh nike deal yes. as oh, well wow yeah yeah okay. but you know uh, uh, doctors had said that like you know looking at his arm because you know just just all the high intensity stuff that he had done throughout his esports career doctors say that the amount of damage done to his arm 
looks like that of what you would expect from a 50-year-old. He's got a 50-year-old arm essentially, yeah. clicking a mouse and mm-hmm. tapping on yeah. a keyboard? Listen, yeah, they, man. But would you do it if somebody told you... I don't mean you, to laugh, but... If somebody told you that you could make a couple million dollars by having a 50-year-old arm on one side, would you do it? Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Take, take my arm. Months ago, Fortnite took the world by storm when a black hole consumed the entire game world and transitioned players to Fortnite 2.0. Destiny has now attempted to make similar headlines by having the almighty, a massive spaceship menacing the Earth, finally come crashing down. Shut up. It went over with a resounding yawn. The event took almost an hour and a half to actually get underway, and the final moments of the ship exploding and crashing were a spectacle, but most players were half asleep waiting by then. I think this is like, it's so poopy to compare this to to Fortnite because... Fortnite does it. People care about Fortnite. To do it in Destiny is such a well, like I mean, look, you, waste of time you can, and energy. Look, you can even because it's not like MMOs is the first. You know, Fortnite didn't start this, right? Massively multiplayer online games have been doing this forever. Final Fantasy uh, fourteen did it when they were actually ending their game and redesigning it. You're talking about like a, a big it. event A big event, game. yeah, okay. happening within the game. And basically, you know, there's a spaceship you could see up in the sky of Destiny, and over the course of like three hours, you saw like these little red missiles slowly going towards it, and then they hit it, and then it was slowly blowing up in the so sky. So was this something you had to watch or yeah. you were playing? Yeah, were you no, still you, doing, you went into the you game. doing raids or whatever? You just went into the game, and you just looked up at the sky, and you just watched this this spaceship take three hours to blow up. So if you were to That's spectate it. in real time, you'd yep. be sitting around for three hours waiting for this to yeah. happen. Well, and it's over now. It just happened the one time. And if you didn't watch it, you didn't watch it, but it doesn't sound like you missed much if you did it. Yeah, Destiny's, Destiny's a waste of your life. Don't even get, <laughs> don't even care about it. Because it's not so like, because for example, I was stoked when like Fortnite launched them. Yeah, no, Fortnite does it right. It was a big right. launch. I think mm-hmm. it caused a crack in the sky or whatever before the whole black hole thing happened. So that was fun. Yeah. There was a lot going on. You could play the match or you could kind of go and watch this missile get launched. But here, it was just like three hours of boredom is what it sounds Pretty like. Pretty much. Okay. Mm-hmm. Australia's federal court has ruled that Sony must pay fines in excess of $2.4 million for misleading customers about video game refunds. The courts say they lied to customers when claiming that they didn't have to offer refunds that were outside a 14-day window, which in Australia, you do. Then again, Australia is known for being pretty brutal towards the gaming industry. And you know what? How much money did they keep and how much money did they screw people out of? So like that <laughs> couple of t- that seriously, that handful of money is essentially the price of doing business for yeah. a lot of these large companies mm-hmm. because oh well, we made 20 million and have to give 2 million back. Who cares? Still, you're still up 18. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think it's a, a scummy thing to do, but I understand that because it, it's just intricacies and international different laws and whatnot so it sucks but that they're able to do it how much would you be willing to pay for the limited edition of a game how about two thousand two hundred dollars that's way more than i would pay that's how much you'd be <laughs> shelling out for the limited edition of captain sabasa rise of new champions the bundle includes the game a steelbook case a collector's box embroidered badges a figurine of the main character a football jersey and most importantly a Rene Pierre foosball table. I think the foosball table is dope, but uh, why a bookcase? A metal bookcase? The steel case? That's, yeah. that, that's what it, you know, collector's editions always come with like art books and stuff, and they come in like the steel cases instead of just the flimsy plastic stuff. <laughs> Look, you're obviously playing for the foosball table, all right? Yeah. Here's the thing. What the heck is Captain Tazbaza? So this is Captain Kalbasa. This is basically <laughs> a. <laughs> no, it's basically a, a soccer 
game, but it's anime soccer. So, like, when you go to kick goals, like, you have spirit animals, like, flaring up behind you and, like, going through the ball so that it shoots through the net and is done super over the top and actually has a story along with it. It's not just boring so soccer with FIFA. kind of meets Rocket League. It's, it's, it's more like, um, what was that? Uh, uh, the, the, uh, there was a movie, uh, uh, Kung Fu Soccer or something like that. I think it's more along. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. Who's anyway, okay. it's, it's, it's it's basically anime soccer. It's is anime what it is. soccer. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that answers the question. Yeah. But I don't know why anybody would pay twenty two hundred dollars for it's, it's foosball table. Foosball table. Yeah. Steam is one of the largest providers of digital PC games in the world, and they've been at odds with EA for a while. Last year, the two companies finally struck a deal wherein they would look to bury the hatchet, and it seems like we're about to see the results of that. In all, 25 games from the EA library are making their way to Steam with more on the way. Some of the major names include Mirror's Edge Catalyst, a handful of Dragon Age games, Need for Speed Heat, and Command and Conquered Remastered. Command and Conquer is worth anything. Like, I will give my, my left arm to install Command and Conquer wow. on any machine L- I have. Luckily, so. with your right arm, you'll still be able to play. There we go. Um, it's not all I, I think, though, like we talked about it during the, the free game segment earlier in the show, Epic Store has been stepping their game up. I think Steam realizes that there's got to be, you know what I mean? Like some of these new, interesting, good games. They can't just be the default platform. But these aren't anymore. even new games. These are just older games. Honestly, I think that this comes more from EA realizing that nobody wants to use their Origins platform to play anything. From the day that I download, and I don't have it anymore, I still get three or four texts a day being like, uh, if you would like to confirm your password change, please reply to this message. Like, no matter how many times I change my password, I feel like my account on Origins is always compromised. I like I like playing on Origins, but that's because I play Apex, so... Ugh. That's it for the Checkpoint XP gaming news update. For more, head on over to our website, CheckpointXP.com. Robbie, thank you so much for that update. So now Valorant has officially launched on PC. We talked earlier in the show how the launch maybe wasn't as meteoric as the beta code phase was. Well, there's another story brewing in the launch that I thought was hilarious. Robbie, can you tell us about these cheaters who Riot isn't letting back into the game? Yeah, so uh, anybody who had got caught using cheat software during the beta and was banned, rightfully so, apparently those bans were hardware ID bans. So it's not just like you get to go and make a new account, right? It can tell the computer that you're playing on is banned. You're donezo. And they are not being given a second chance. And people are so upset about it. It's super funny too because I'm uh I am actually connected with uh the guy who's the head of their like anti-cheat development for Riot and Valorant on Valorant LinkedIn. Flex? And Did you hear that flex? And the he just literally posts screenshots all the time of people on these like forums being mad that they purchased a cheat for the beta, and they thought, oh, if I got banned in the beta, that's not going to carry over to the normal game anyway, so um, I'll be totally fine. One of my favorite uh, uh, quotes here from one of the people uh, says, hey, he, he, he had actually reached out to Riot CEO and said, hey, man, I was just wondering. I was one of the players that used a free cheat, and I was recently excited to hear that we would be given a second chance to learn our lesson. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and I have, but I just tried to play today with a new account and got removed with you have been banned from Valorant. Anyways, uh, is this a mistake, or are you guys not actually lifting the ban? <laughs> this is, it's always so, whenever, like, I see posts or, or emails like that from cheaters, it's always so just like, so, uh, yeah, what about, are we gonna, you gotta take care of that? For An- another guy, uh, I used free cheats not even that long, and I'm still banned? Shut up. Man, this sucks. Yeah, it sucks when you get banned for cheating. And I think it's funny that this is happening to these players, but I kind of understand where they're coming from, because typically when you're playing in a beta, 
it's not not everything always carries over. Sometimes when you play a beta, uh, you unlock certain achievements. None of sure. that stuff carries over once you play the full game. So okay. see where these gamers but are coming from. But if you're from? cheating in the beta, are you telling me, look, I only cheat in betas, but when the real games come out, I'm totally going to be legitimate about it? Come I, on. I love that it's a hardware ban, like not a software ban. It's not like Riot saying, oh, you can go play, you know, any of our other games or, oh, hey, you know, you can do whatever. They literally are nuking them from orbit. So they're done from Riot games in general. For the most part, some like it depends on exactly what cheat they were using if they modified any version of uh, the Vanguard program, which is the their anti-cheat that we've talked talked about before they are off all riot stuff if they just bought and downloaded a cheat that they then used in game they're banned out of valorant off their machine entirely crazy but it's still just like i don't care anything to make their lives harder i'm i'm, I'm here for so if they wanted to get back in the game they have to buy a whole brand new computer or they have to get a whole new internet address they would probably have to do those two things i think mm-hmm. yeah so yeah no it's 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 pretty steep but uh i think for myself I'm really glad to see a hardline stance like this coming from Riot right out the gate. Like, they're not waiting for the competitive scene to be built. They're just like, nah, if you're cheating and you're caught cheating, you're done. The fact that they've developed this game to be based from the ground up around anti-cheat and keeping, you know, like, what they're doing with cheaters out of it is going to be what sets them up to actually succeed as an esport comparative to a lot of these other first person shooters. All right, Robbie has a great game recommendation that you may have slept on for whatever reason. Kids, work. Too big of a gaming backlog, whatever it may be. We've got the patient gamer coming up in a bit. Because ahead next, people are upset about one of the best fighting game players of all time is now an Easter egg in a game. Why are they mad about that? We'll find out next on Checkpoint XP. Checkpoint XP with James, Robbie, and Weirdbeard. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios. Esports and video games live here. Oh my gosh. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're hanging with me, James Campbell, along with Weirdbeard, as well as our very own Overwatch expert and host of the Owl's Nest, Robbie Landis. What's new over at the Owl's Nest? Well, uh, the Overwatch League has actually been on hiatus for the past two weeks, so we've had to get really creative about the type of stuff that we did. Uh, in fact, last week, I actually gave Jake a lore quiz to test his uh, you know, knowledge about the game outside of the analytical and professional stuff, and he actually did pretty decently. Nerd, You're a nerd! The lore quiz of Overwatch! <laughs> So people are upset about one of the best fighting game players of all time now being put in the game as an Easter egg. Why are they so mad? Yeah, so uh, Weird Beer, why don't you set the situation up for us here? Talk a little bit about it before I tell you why Sonic Fox deserves to be in this game. Okay, so Sonic Fox, uh, who goes by the pronouns they, is one of the most prolific uh, fighting game champions of all time. Mortal Kombat 11 has been dominated by Sonic Fox. You want to talk about Tekken? Sonic Fox. You want to talk about going and playing Skullgirls, which is the game that they're being being, uh, featured in? dominated inside of it. So Sonic Fox uh, is a furry. Correct. Correct. And that's another thing that kind of tweaks people. Not only do they get to choose a pronoun that isn't, you know, like normal according to like what some people would see, but also that they are an out and proud gay furry. Um, And so what's happened is Sonic Fox has been placed as an Easter egg in the back 
of like fighting game background. So yeah. if you've played it's, a fighting it's, it's game, a, it's a stage essentially. You just yeah. see him. He's just standing. He's just standing. There's there. always stuff going on in the background. Exactly. Yeah. So like he's Street just fighter. standing there yeah. in yeah. the background. That's they're, it. They're just standing in the background, and, and like it can cycle through through other characters. So it's not like Sonic Fox is the only character standing in the back. It just randomly changes amongst like ten different ones. Um, but it's now gotten to the point where Sonic Fox is being harassed online to where people have put together mods to specifically remove Sonic Fox as a character from standing in the background it's of these ridiculous. different... It, it's like it's going... So ridiculous. Yeah, it's going the extra mile to be big gamer babies. Uh, uh, listen. The, what was this game again? All right. Uh, Skullgirls. Skullgirls. Yeah. And it's a fighting game. It is a Correct. fighting game. Now listen. Sonic Fox is a five-time Evo champion. All right, Hit him e- with the facts, Evo, Robbie. Evo is like the Super Bowl of fighting the game Olympics. tournaments. All right? And he is a five-time champion. He won an Injustice Gods Among Us in 2014, yep. Mortal Kombat 10 in 2015 and 16, Dragon Ball Fighter Z in 2018, and Mortal Kombat 11 last year in 2019. So he they're is not also a, a yeah. two-time Injustice 2 Pro Series champion and has left his mark in Dead or Alive, Skullgirls, Undernight in Birth, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, and Soul Calibur 6. He is... Like the Michael Jordan of fighting games. Did you take him in mouse and keyboard versus his controller? In uh, any no. of those games? Okay. No. But yeah, so like, now I know no. he's a big deal. The, the big thing is like, okay, understand, they haven't just won in one eSport. They haven't just won in one game. It sounds like they dominated every fighting game known Everything to Everything that they touch. It's not, it's like literally. That is unknown in eSports. It's it's the uh, Michael Phelps of just like, I'll take this and I'll take that and I'll take this. And all the fighting games, they've had competition from the top of the top and still get slapped honestly, down over and honestly, over. Honestly, he probably deserves to be a playable character in Skullgirls, not just an Easter egg in the background. And, yeah, I can see that. And I think it's just you now have these people that are very, very upset. Um, you know, like one of the tweets that just stood haters? out. Yeah, no, because they have they would tweet things at Sonic Fox saying like, and they've review bombed the game on Steam to drive down sales. They've organized different protests and blackouts. And what they keep saying is you have somebody who is mentally sick and deranged as an individual. How dare you put somebody. So it sounds kind of like people on like the phobic side of things. It's yeah. very much so. And, and it's and it's like one of those frustrating things that still you seem to encounter a lot in, in the gaming Atmosphere and space. 2020. Yes. He was also named. By the way, I forgot. He was named Esports Player of the Year at the video game, or sorry, at the Esports Awards in 2018. So it's like, I just, at this point, what more could somebody like that do to allow themselves to be included as a background character in a fighting game? Like, what would Sonic Fox have to do, you think, to just win over acceptance from people? I find it such a, a, a dumb conversation to have about just letting somebody be themselves. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. Now, we know a lot of our listeners love gaming, but life comes at you fast, and you don't always have the time to keep up on the gaming news, let alone all the latest games. So we're bringing you The Patient Gamer. Each week, Robbie and Weird Weird are going to tell us about a hit game that came out a few years ago or more that you might have missed. Something that's easy to get into, uh, but still well worth your time. Robbie, what game are you suggesting this week? For the patient gamer. Oh, this is one that a lot of people are probably going to be familiar with. And if you haven't played it yet, shame on you. It is the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. You should have acted. They're already here. The Elder Scrolls told of their return. Their defeat 
was merely a delay. Till the time after oblivion opened. When the sons of Skyrim would spill their own blood. But no one wanted to believe. Believe they even existed. And when the truth finally dawns, it dawns in fire. But there's one they fear. In their tongue, he's Dovahkiin, Dragonborn. The game's main story revolves around the player's character, the Dragonborn, on their quest to defeat Alduin the World Eater, a dragon who prophesied to destroy the world. Now, literally, this is the game that, like, if you talk to somebody who doesn't understand video games, they're going to describe this game as the thing that, like, they imagine kids play. They'll be like, ah, there's, like, wizards <laughs> and dragons. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, look... Uh, we talked last week about Skyrim Grandma, right? Who who has yeah. been playing this game? This is the game that has been ported over to more devices than it should. You can play this game on your Alexa. You can play this game whoa, whoa. on your you smart can play this on your Alexa. Yes, yes. Wow. They have like a, like a speak to text version of this. Play Skyrim. Look into it. I'm serious. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it's an open-world, first-person action role-playing game. So over the course of the game, you know, you as the player, you complete quests. You develop your character by improving different skills. You know, whether you want to be able to sneak better, use a sword better, use magic, blacksmith. Like, it is as fantasy as you can get. And, you know, it continues the open-world tradition of its predecessors in the Elder Scrolls series. Of allowing the player, when you start playing, like, there is a quest. There's, like, a storyline to do, but you don't have to follow that. You can oh, just okay. go and do whatever you want. So would you say this is kind of like a, a medieval times exactly what whimsical it is. It's, it, it's basically game Fallout? of Game of Thrones, Fallout, uh, 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 Lord of the Rings, kind of all mixed into one. Just go out and explore this place and kill some dragons. Yeah, like I mean, I think what people find the most joy in this game is is being able to just do that. If it's you want the freedom, you want to wander off into the woods and just be a wood troll and like only collect <laughs> mushrooms and stuff like that. Sure, whatever floats no, your boat. It's you wanna... why it's such a ga- it's it's such a great game for the patient gamer. I mean, if it, look, if you actually want to put time into it, it's 30 about 30 hours to finish the storyline. Uh, there's a bunch of DLC, but it's one of those games where you can just pick it up and play it for however long you have to play. You got an hour to burn burn an hour you want to spend the whole weekend you know exploring through skyrim spend the whole weekend doing it there's your patient game of recommendation skyrim elder scrolls 5 the perfect game for you to live out your medieval fantasies coming up next how did you get your gamer tag we asked on social media over at checkpoint xp on twitter and facebook we'll share your answers when checkpoint xp returns Hey, this is Callie with the Checkpoint XP Save the Date Calendar, letting you know about the latest esports competitions to look forward to in the coming weeks. In the Overwatch League, things are set to get back underway this weekend. As of recording, we don't know exactly what the format will look like. However, speculation remains strong that we'll see another tournament format similar to the May Melee. Pro League of Legends is set to return soon. Friday, June 12th will mark the kickoff of the LCS Summer Split. Cloud9 will face off against FlyQuest in a rematch from last split's championship. The summer split will continue through the end of August, with the winning teams having a shot to represent North America at Worlds. DreamHack Masters Spring has completed the group stages, and now the playoffs will kick off on June 11th as Furia Esports takes on 100 Thieves. 
Evo, the largest fighting game tournament of the year, will be held online this year. It'll be held over the course of five weekends starting on July 4th. The Fortnite World Cup has officially been axed this year. Even before COVID-19, we hadn't heard much information on what the plans were for the event in 2020. That's it for the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar. And remember, for all the latest in the world of esports, check out our website at CheckpointXP.com. Checkpoint XP with James, Robbie, and Weirdbeard. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios. Esports and video games live here. Oh my gosh! Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're listening to Robbie Landis, Weirdbeard, and the one person at Checkpoint XP who can't decide if he likes the Space Force show on Netflix or not, me, James Campbell. I watched it. It was all right. Did you get through it the whole was thing? fine. Yeah. I'm two episodes in, and I'm like, I don't wait, know. hold on. Wait, there's, you... wait, wait, wait. There's more episodes. Are we talking about with Steve Carell? Space Force? Yeah. With Steve Carell? Yes. That was just a 40 minute one episode go, wasn't no, it? No, it wasn't. It's a what? show. It's, it's a, a show. I thought it was just a movie. No. Okay. You know what? I haven't watched the rest of it then. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm not the only one confused. <laughs> I thought it was just a 40 minute movie. <laughs> That'd be the worst movie ever. It wasn't. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. That'd be the worst movie. I'm gonna ever. have to get back to you when I think of the rest of it now. <laughs> All right. What's the backstory to your gamer tag? Does it have a sentimental meaning, or is it just a silly nickname given to you by the bros? Well, we asked on social media over at Checkpoint XP on Twitter and Facebook. What's your gamer tag origin story was? Yeah, now before we get to that, we're going to talk about obviously the origins of our own gamer tags. And for all those out there, they're like, gamer tag? What's a gamer tag? That's the nickname you go by online, yes. right? So, like, when we talk about esports players like Uzi, for example, or Double Left, that's their gamer tag. So, Weird Beard, let's start with you. Where does Weird Beard come from? Um, well, I've only recently transitioned to Weird Beard. For a long time, I went by my first initial and my last name, R. Hogerhide. Like it's just a, it's an uncommon it's last line. Nice flow though. Yeah, like, R- but, but it's also just as uninspired as Weird Beard. Correct. Yeah. But so Weird Beard <laughs> is my new moniker, and uh, it's because I have a weird beard. I guess I don't know how. How many times have I explained this on this show? If you, have, <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet, go on uh, Checkpoint XP on YouTube. You can see our videos, the breakdown every single uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. See to see this weird beard. See the weird beard live in per- well, maybe not live, but pre-recorded in mm-hmm. person on your computer or device. All Games. Right. What about you? Me? Well, I'm who the f is. JC, uh, and I started that. I just turned everything that I, I do in life, uh, my gamer tag, social media, everything is who the F is JC. Because when I started a Twitter account, uh, I was just starting to kind of make a name for myself in Maureen Radio uh, in the Detroit area. But people were like, who the hell is James Campbell? I don't know who that is. And I had to explain, I am. And I thought it would be funny just to be like, who is, you know, who the F is James Campbell, essentially, is where that came from. It's mm-hmm. kind of poking fun at my own self with. My ego and the fact that nobody knows who I am, and still to this day. Well, that's like on uh, my Twitter account is at this DJ sucks. I think like self-deprecating humor online is the yeah. easiest way to get through it. Yeah, so all I'm right. always making fun of myself. So I, that just became a gamer tag. All my social media, it's all who the f is Jason. All right, you, now Bobby? now I'm gonna get really nerdy on you guys. So my gamer tag is Kahlo, right? Which uh, came from the first uh, massive multiplayer game that I ever started playing, Final Fantasy XI. Uh, I played an, uh, uh, an elf, essentially, whose uh, name was Amori Kahlo, which is uh, Tolkien's Elvish, 
from the Lord of the Rings. I went through the back of the Silmarillion, which is essentially just an elvish dictionary. Jesus. And uh, Mori Kahlo uh, means the dark hero, so Kahlo is elvish for hero. Holy cow. Hello. You, do, have, you ever, have you kissed a woman in your yeah. life? Like, <laughs> How did he get a girlfriend? I have a girl because she's just as nerdy as I am. Well, she's uh, after his muffins, that's uh, why. He's got the muffins that bring all the girls to the yard. All right, you're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. We're talking about the origin of gamer tags. We just shared the stories behind how us here at Checkpoint XP came up with our own gamer tags. But now we want to talk about how you, the listeners, got your gamer tags. All right, so we're going to start with Reverse Gremlin says that uh, gremlins take things apart. I like to put them back together. The Reverse Gremlin. Is it Gremlin or Gremlin? Gremlin. Gremlin, Gremlin, whatever. Gremlin. Potatoes. Anyway, anyway potato, that, tomato, tomato. that's a fun one, though. I like that. That one's kind of clever. Okay, what's what's another one? All right, Wes2K says, I created mine back when the PS Network first came out. Since I'm a car guy, I decided to incorporate my dream car into it, the Honda S2000, a.k.a. S2K. So I put the first three letters of my name and 2K at the end and got Wes2K. It's been my gamer tag for, uh, or, or, it's been my gamer tag for everything to this day. Now, well, I, mean, I don't like, want to make fun of Wes here, but do we know what the Honda S2000 looks like? It doesn't like? look all, I mean, in my opinion, it doesn't look all that great. Like, I don't know if that one's your favorite, but I'm also not a car guy, so there might be something deeper to it. One of the biggest uh, CSGO players is Stewie2K, so if not, you can always just claim that you ripped him off and you're good. <laughs> well, there you go. That's better. Yeah, I guess the, the Honda S2000 isn't that. All right, here we go. This might be one of my favorite ones. Mecha... Yoda. Mecha Yoda. Mecha Yoda. James, tell I me love where you the think image of this. Where did this come from? I yeah. hope this is a diehard Star Wars fan who also loves giant robots that fight. So he's imagined a giant robotic Yoda that doesn't use the force for good reasons, <laughs> only for bad, and destroys stuff. You're about 25% right. Oh, okay, I'll take 25%. So Mecha Yoda says, I didn't break five feet until my sophomore year of high school, so I got teased and people called me Yoda due to my diminutive stature. I really love the old Godzilla films and found Mecha Godzilla hilariously cheesy, yes. and there you have it. Mecha Yoda. Oh, I like it. That's a, I really I enjoy that origin story there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Theodore says, My last name means weaver in Russian, and I like various swords and pole arms. Thus, I call myself Blade Weaver. Blade Weaver. Blade, also- <laughs> Blade Weaver definitely sounds like a guy wearing a fedora. I was just, just like- going to say, he totally, I bet he wears a fedora as well. <laughs> I've been learning the way of the blade. Uh, let's see. Uh, Eric says, Mine is thumb speed. You guys want to guess how we got thumb speed? How we got that he's name? Fast at pushing buttons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, he says uh, it was a nickname given to me back in the Nintendo days because I have great thumb speed. Ah, well, there we go. That's a Tinder pickup line. <laughs> uh, Eric says Zero Signal was the Fear Factory song being played during the Scorpion versus Johnny Cage fight scene. Good. in Mortal Kombat. I'm in. That's an Easter eggy type. Like you got to have a little bit of knowledge to know what's going on. I the people that get it, get it. Fear Factory in that. Yes. Wow, Mortal Kombat. Look at you with the big guns. Latif says, Chief Chief Teef. Chief is an old nickname. Teef is my name. It was annoying when the rapper Chief Keef got popular because now everyone thinks that I'm copying him. I mean, like, I get it, like, I guess. Like, See, yeah. nobody wants nobody wants to think they're ripping somebody else off. You wanna be you wanna be inspired and original. Like Javier here that says, I was once part of a Final Fantasy roleplay group. <laughs> Nerd. And got stuck with Bahamut. Eventually, a guy named Odin joined, and we became bros. And thus was born the duo of Brohamet and Broden. That's cool. I like that. That's actually not bad. I wish I I had the kind of like 
connection with a friend to be like, we're going to have intertwined usernames. Like, it's forever. You and I, like, Brohamet and Broden is a good, like, you know, writing name. I used to have that with my friend growing up. He was Rock Madison and I was Ralphie Sims when you were online. All right. Yeah. All right. Narkill420 says, I got Narkill from the CKY skate videos and 420 because I like the devil's letter. Hey, I see you there, Narkill420. <laughs> Uh, trucker Cowboy says, I was a trucker and kind of considered myself a cowboy roaming from place to place or place to place. So Truckin' Cowboy was born. Had this name a long time. I mean, like, would you be intimidated if you played against somebody named Trucker Cowboy? <laughs> no, not at all. I would not be intimidated <laughs> one bit. I'd be like, you drive a truck and all you right. wear a cowboy hat. Big deal. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. We love hanging out on some of these awesome stations that host us each and every week. We love you. TSN 1050 Chum AM in Toronto, ESPN Southwest Florida 99.3 WWCN FM Fort Myers Beach Florida, and 97.1 The Fan 97.1 WBNS FM in Columbus Ohio. Thank you so much for being a part of the Checkpoint XP family. And that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you all so much for listening on your radio station. Make sure you head over to checkpointxp.com and check out Checkpoint XP on campus to get the latest info on what is going on in the world of collegiate esports. Last week, they had an entire episode dedicated to the CSL Grand Finals. New episodes every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And a big thank you to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and Producer Callie for helping put this episode together. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Checkpoint XP. We'll talk to you again next week. Stay healthy, stay safe, and don't let that coronavirus get you down. Hey, this is Callie with Checkpoint XP, and we're excited to celebrate Juneteenth next Friday, June 19th, with our friends in esports and gaming. Juneteenth is the oldest nationally celebrated commemoration of the ending of slavery in the United States and a reminder of the pride, resilience, and determination of African Americans in American history. Even though COVID-19 has hindered live event celebrations and parades, our friends at Access Replay in Atlanta are committed to fighting for social justice. As a company, we are committed to using our platforms to support social justice and to be part of the active conversation needed to move our nation forward. This is our commitment to the future and it starts with each of us. Visit www.juneteenth.gg for more information and make sure to tune in on Friday, June 19th.